fear the talking queers. Hey, I'm Frankie. Hey, and I'm Jake. And we are Fear the Talking Queers. And I'm Erica. I'm Roshane J. And we're Homies of Horror. (laughs) This is so exciting. This is so exciting for us. We have our first ever collaboration episode with the Homies of Horror. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. This is our first one, too. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is exciting. Yeah, this is a learning experience for all of us, that's for sure. Yeah. Are you guys so excited to be here? We are so excited. We're very excited. You guys had to, like, beat off a bunch of other people just to get here before them. Just let you know. (laughs) (laughs) We were just, like, we were just waiting. I was, like, secretly messaging you guys, like, hey, Hi guys, love the podcast. <laughs> hey, we're still here. What's up? <laughs> oh my gosh, no, we are ready. As soon as we heard your guys' stuff, we were like, wait, we this is the group. This is like the channel that we have to collaborate with because I feel like our energies just match and I think that this is gonna be like a super fun episode. Yeah, yeah for everybody listening, you have to check out Homies of Horror. Their point of view is on point yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely well um i think we have a few questions for you guys just to introduce you to our listeners who may not have heard your show before and so yeah frankie take it away let's ask you guys a little bit about yourselves yes homies of horror so your name is obviously self-explanatory but how did you guys come up with the concept of homies of horror well okay so we're we're homies, obviously. We um, enjoy we, horror. <laughs> we enjoy horror. So we were, well, and I mean, we've been friends. Like, the main thing that kind of helped us become such good friends, which is very similar for you guys, is that we both found this, like, joint love of horror. And so we were like, hey, that's what helped us become friends. And we wanted to kind of have a thing where we... You know, we wanted our show to feel like you're hanging out with your friends and just talking about scary movies. And also, I'm like, I love alliteration. (laughs) No, I love your guys's name is your guys's name is great. I love it. I think one of the things that you said about you wanted it to be like a conversation between you guys that people are just listening in on. That's kind of like the flow that we go with, too. So I think that's probably why this works so well. This. This coupling. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. We all sort of come from the same sort of uh, perspective. Yeah. Yes. So what inspires you most about horror, the genre in general? Mm. Ooh, okay. While I'm getting my, while I'm getting my answer together, Roshane, take it away. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Um, One of the things, well, I like about horror is how different every horror movie is. I think it's kind of cool that and we talk about this on our podcast a lot about how many subgenres of horror there are and like yes. how different they can be but they still share so many different aspects and it's just it's cool to see because like when you when you find a friend you're like hey do you love horror movies and they're like yeah we love horror movies and like okay what kind do you like though there's so many under that umbrella oh, totally and like 
getting to explore those different varieties and like learning people's horror tastes and stuff is really fun and then when you find a friend that enjoys the same kind of horror movies that you enjoy it's like a whole world opens up for you because you're like oh my god you understand me you understand my tastes <laughs> you understand my love of horror um and I, the horror community too is also really cool i think that's another big is like all the people in the horror community are just such cool people such cool people and we've met yeah. a lot of cool people through this podcast too yeah that's so true because even before starting this podcast like going to see a horror movie in theaters is like a totally different experience than seeing any other kind of movie like i feel oh, like people, absolutely. people getting scared together is it's just, the best yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, there's it's like a bonding the experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a, that. Co- that co- you're like all in it together. You're it's like a collective moment where everybody's sort of on the same journey. Like, I mean, obviously every movie's like that, but I mean, there's something about like the adrenaline rush of it all. That's yeah, just so fun, and everybody's yelling at the screen or you know yeah. getting into it. Yeah, that's such a fun there's experience. Like- there's nothing like opening week of like a horror movie when everybody's there to be scared and just everybody's yes. into it. That's the best yes. feeling. I love yes. that. It's so yeah, nice. Yeah, everybody has a mutual understanding of like, okay, guys, we're going to do this together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the horror community, I think, is like is like the friendliest out of all like fandoms of like anything. I agree. Oh, yeah. I would say. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, we all look scary. Is- they look scary, but underneath <laughs> it's all, you know, it's all friendship and love. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah it's like, do you love the macabre? Me too. <laughs> Let's be yeah. friends. <laughs> so you guys had bonded previously also by gaming together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite horror video game? Oh. Oh, man. I might... <laughs> Go, go for it. Because you play, nowadays, he plays a lot more than I do. Okay. Yeah. But, but I, like, we played, the a big game that we played together was Outlast, and, like, that was... Which is great. Which is a great game, but that was a journey. Like, that was such a journey. It was my first time, like, I'm a gamer, but it was my first time playing, like, a horror game with somebody else, and just the stress level that we were both at for that entire playthrough was absolutely legendary. Like, yeah. it got to the point <laughs> where we would we would play for like 15 minutes at a time, and then one of us would just get so stressed out that, that we would literally just hand over the controller and just like, please, handle this. I can't, yeah. I can't deal with this. If I get scared by this scare one more time, I'm about to throw <laughs> this controller. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I, I get I get stressed playing like Mario Kart. Like, we have like Mario. I I can't imagine like how much stress it would be with like shit popping out at you and like you know. Yeah. Know. No, that's so true. Well, I got stressed out one time playing Wii bowling. Oh my god. I was like, I didn't throw it. I didn't throw it that way. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like you start to get to a point, especially in that game, where you're not even, you know, it scares you like the first time. And then after that, you're just frustrated because you're like, I got to get around this guy. I don't know which way to run now. And he just keeps popping up and they keep playing scared. And you're like, I get it. I get it. I'm not scared anymore. (laughs) I'm just irritated. So, yeah, we would do we got to a point. I think we maybe had it where like each of us would try a certain amount of times and we always had to do it in the dark we always had to do it at night and turn the lights off so we would be like maximum scare 
I am such about ambiance. Like my roommates make fun of me so much because no matter what we're watching, like I have to have like low lighting when we're watching a movie. And if it's a scary movie, it's like for sure like lower mm-hmm. lighting. You know, candles. Like I have to like set the scene. Ooh. It's like it's like a whole moment. Like so, I totally understand a the production. importance of ambiance. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> the production value is so important. <laughs> that sounds fun. That sounds fun though. Like it's almost like being uh, playing the video game is almost like being in like a this horror, horror yeah. setting. Yeah. That's what I tried. I tried to get into um, Friday the 13th, the the video game, oh, but yeah. I never, oh, I yeah. never had internet. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't play. Oh, you can get to play oh. with people. Stupid. Yeah. Like getting to play with people, I think definitely changes the experience a bit because like when you're playing by yourself, you can kind of take breaks if you get too stressed out or you can d- go at your own pace. But like when someone else is like sitting right next to you and like you're both in it together, you kind of feel more inclined to keep going or like push through certain things that you end up getting to despite how just over it you are. You still try and keep going. Um, oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. The, the thing is though, it's like being trapped in like a 20 hour <laughs> horror movie because yeah. like a horror movie is like two hours but a horror right. game is like 20 to 30 hours of just you getting chased around non-stop <laughs> it you you get real tired real fast real fast yeah. <laughs> you're like okay you're we like gotta finish breath. this yeah <laughs> you're like sweating like trying yeah, to like, I, control yeah. in your hands oh my gosh <laughs> so my next question is literally on jake's t-shirt What's your favorite scary oh movie? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so by the way, this shirt was just delivered today by Nightmare on Film Street. So Ooh. You, uh, Ooh. Yeah. That's a really nice shirt. That's like it yeah. is. I was what so a shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're trying to get somebody to sponsor us, okay? <laughs> yeah, so what's your favorite scary movie? Like, this is such a hard question. Like, I yeah. know. But, you know, what is what, what would you say? Maybe like a top three. Just Oh, okay, cool. I was going to say, can we do like a top? Because that's so hard. Oh, yeah. And also mine changes sometimes from like week to week. Depending oh, mine changes daily. Mine definitely changes <laughs> consistently. Okay, so let me see. I have a little bit of a thing for 80s horror movies. I think that that's because that's kind of where I started. And then I like brought myself up to speed and was like, okay, now I can watch current scary movies. <laughs> but so I like uh, the original Poltergeist. Mm, that's a good one. Up there for me. I talk about this a lot, but I love a scary movie that goes after kids and is not afraid <laughs> to be like scaring little kids. I don't know why. Yes. It just like it hits different for me. So I like that one a lot. Um, <laughs> I would do. No, no. Okay, let me do a Nightmare on Elm Street three. Is gonna be yes, my number Dream two. Warriors. Dream yes, Dream Warriors. Yeah, Dream Warriors. <laughs> we can make it. I don't remember what the other words are. <laughs> um, and then my third one is going to be... See, this is the one that's changed. This time, I'm going to say that my third one is It Follows. This week is It Follows. Ooh, that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love I that. Love I it love It Follows. So and people don't good. give it enough credit. No. Yeah, it's a really good one. It requires, like, you know, thought and 
you know, things like that beyond just like the service level. So yeah. like your casual horror watcher sometimes struggles to like grasp it, but it's like, no, look at the references, look how the yeah. style, like, I don't know. I think, it's yeah. so good. I feel like it gets forgotten. I'm not gonna like, and I forget it sometimes too. Like I can't be talking too much, but when I remember it and I go back and watch it, I'm like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, brilliant. Love that one. All right, Roshane, what's your what are your uh, what are your top? All right, mine also changes all the time, but I think right now, in no particular order, so I can do this quicker. Uh, <laughs> the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I love Dream Warriors. Don't get me wrong, three is amazing, but after rewatching the OG Nightmare on Elm Street is definitely up there on my list. So uh, good. My I love zombie movies, and 28 Days Later is one of my favorite zombie mm-hmm. movies. Yes. Um, that movie's so good. I love that movie. And then three, this was recently added for me, but I think it well deserves its spot, is Hereditary, because that yes. movie is <laughs> so goddamn good. Yeah, I so listened to your guys' episode on it, and it, yeah, you guys nailed every single thing about it and that's definitely what it's in my top so uh yes hereditary is amazing i agree that movie crawls under my skin (laughs) (laughs) it's just so creepy it's like one of those that like gets me i watched it once and i was like i'll probably never watch this never yeah (laughs) yeah you like have to really be in the mood for it also that's such a that's like a great movie to watch with someone who's never seen it before Oh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite thing to do is just like, oh, you've not seen Hereditary? Great. Get ready. (laughs) Buckle Buckle in. Yeah. (laughs) This is a a fucking journey we're about to go on. I will say, though, personally, I I put Midsummer just like a hair and a half. Oh, you're a Midsummer Um, fan. I'm a Midsummer fan. Okay. I I loved Midsummer too. They're like a toss up for me. Um, I think because Hereditary got me into uh Ari Aster. I think that's why I right. have like such a connection to that movie. Um totally. Midsummer I have only watched once because I haven't had the stomach to watch that movie again. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it so many times and I love to show people and I sp- like spend more time watching them watch it. I'm like Yes. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it, yeah it, that movie I don't know what it is about that movie but I just find it so like hypnotic and uh, just I don't know I love it so much and hopefully one day we'll do, we'll do an episode on it. But. I actually mm-hmm. found Midsummer more t- more tolerable than Hereditary. For really, me. Midsummer yes. made me squeam. Like I walked out of that theater with my jaw just like down. I was like, <laughs> "What is going on? What did I just watch? What happened to my brain?" Literally, uh, I I saw that in a movie theater by myself there was nobody else in the theater with me no oh <laughs> yes. my god i was just that I, sounds and I, terrifying and i had taken a few um hits before i was like oh my gosh i was like i have nobody to share this experience with and i was like what is uh, maybe that's why i've watched it so many times because i'm like I'm like I didn't have that initial experience of like sharing yeah. it with people around me, so now I just like get off on like you know having that experience again with people. But I don't know. I love yeah that movie's crazy, <laughs> crazy good. I think I love mm-hmm. it. Okay, just one more question. Okay, do you guys love the 2005 horror film House of Wax? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh I don't my know about gosh. Erica, but that movie is one of my guiltiest of pleasures because I love House of Wax, actually. <laughs> So that's the movie we'll be talking about today. Yeah. <laughs> surprise. I love this. It's also one of my guilty pleasures. I love this movie. I think that it's like, it's it's exactly what it's meant to be. It's not, you know, meant yeah. to be some crazy, like, well, on, on this rewatch, because I hadn't seen it in a very long time until you guys invited us to do this episode, uh, <laughs> there's a few things that stood out to me a little bit more than past watches, but I still, oh. it's still such, like, it's still really enjoyable. It's entertaining. Right. For well, sure. before we get into it, let's listen to the vocal stylings of Jake as he reads the synopsis <laughs> of the House of Wax. <laughs> yeah! That's hot. House of Wax, released in 2005, written by twins Chad and Carrie Hayes. We begin with a flashback to 1974. Two twins are at the breakfast table, one quiet and subdued, the other hysterical and so wild that his wrists must be strapped to his high chair. We flash forward to 2005, where a group of friends are in the midst of a road trip to see a college football game. We have Carly, played by the girl next door, Alicia Cuthbert, and her twin brother Nick, played by Chad Michael Murray of Freaky Friday. Siblings who have a strained relationship after Nick's bad boy ways resulted in Carly calling the police and getting him arrested. It's a real good twin, bad twin dynamic. We have Carly's best friend Paige, played by socialite reality superstar Paris Hilton, and her boyfriend, hot-headed jock Blake, played by Cousin Skeeter's Robert Richard. Paige confides in Carly that she's missed her period and is possibly pregnant with Blake's baby. Also, there is Carly's boyfriend Wade, Supernatural's Jared Padalecki, and Nick's immature, pervy BFF Dalton, played by Scary Movie's John Abrams. After stopping for a bite to eat, the crew continue their journey, planning to stop off and camp somewhere along the way. Blake takes a shortcut, and they decide to camp right off the road in some woods. After some drinks and drunken shenanigans, they are hit with a gust of wind that brings along the foulest stench they've ever smelled. Unfazed, they continue to party. Out of nowhere, a truck pulls up to the campsite, blinding the group with its headlights. After calling for the driver to turn off the headlights and no response, Nick throws a beer bottle at the truck, shattering one of the headlights. The car retreats. The next afternoon, the crew wakes up and begins to leave for the game. When Paige and Carly go to take a pee in the woods, they're hit again by the horrible smell. Carly, being curious, decides to follow the smell, even as Paige protests. Carly accidentally falls down a steep hill, landing in a pile of what seems to be roadkill with a human arm sticking out of it. The boys come to their rescue just as a truck with a local with incredibly bad hygiene shows up and assures that there's nothing to worry about as the arm sticking out of the pile is fake. The boys let the girls know that Wade's car has been tampered with in the middle of the night and that he is in need of a new fan belt in order to continue the journey to the football game. Our mysterious stinky man offers to give him a ride to the nearest town, Ambrose, to buy a fan belt from the local mechanic. Wade and Carly decide to go with the man, leaving Paige, Blake, Nick, and Dalton to head to the game on their own. On the car ride to town, the man makes Carly incredibly uncomfortable after showing off his hunting knife and stabbing it into the dashboard. They insist on walking the rest of the way, offending the man. When they get to the town, it appears to be completely deserted, even the mechanic shop. Looking for signs of a local, the two stumble upon a funeral going on in the local chapel. A man named Bo, initially upset by the intrusion, 
claims to run the mechanic shop. He offers to take them to his house to grab the fan belt once the funeral is over. To kill time, Carly and Wade visit a local wax museum, which is seemingly completely made out of wax itself. After being confused why none of the wax figures are recognizable people, they read that the wax museum was the town's claim to fame and that a woman named Trudy used to run it. They also notice that all the wax sculptures are signed Vincent. Carly is startled by the sight of a masked man outside the wax museum window. Meanwhile, the rest of the group gets caught in a terrible traffic jam and decide to head back to the campsite to meet up with Carly and Wade. When they meet up again with Bo, he takes Carly and Wade up to the house to retrieve the fan belt and offers to drive them back to their friends. When Wade needs to use the restroom inside, Carly sits in Bo's truck waiting for him to return. Inside the house, Wayne finds creepy artifacts and science experiments laying all around. When the power is cut off, the masked man creeps from an opening in the floor with a pair of scissors, snipping Wade's Achilles heel, stabbing him, and then dragging him to the basement where there is an elaborate setup where he makes his wax sculptures. Carly becomes impatient waiting for Wade and begins to honk the horn. When she sees the front headlight is busted, she realizes that this is in fact the car from the night before. Carly locks herself in the car when Bo arrives demanding to get inside. Bo attacks her in the car, causing her to drop her cell phone under the seat. Carly fights her way to the driver's seat, spinning the car almost off a ledge, escaping and running back towards the town. Meanwhile, Wade is being tortured and prepared to become a living wax sculpture. When Carly runs into the funeral home, she discovers that every single person in the church is in fact made out of wax. She's pursued by Bo, who eventually gets a hold of her and drags her to the auto shop basement where he straps her to a chair and super glues her lips together. Nick and Dalton become concerned about Carly and Wade and head to the town. When they arrive, they split up. Nick heads to the mechanic shop where Bo tries to assure him everything is fine, while Carly tries to grab Nick's attention through a grate in the cement. Bo eventually snips off the tip of Carly's finger. Using the blood of her finger to unglue her lips apart, Carly screams and Nick and Bo begin to fight. Nick is able to rescue Carly and they set off to find Dalton. Along the way, Carly and Nick discover that every person in the town is in fact made out of wax. Dalton, traipsing around the wax museum, discovers the freshly displayed Wade, who is still alive under all the wax. Dalton is then chased by the masked man, ultimately being beheaded. Back at the campsite, Paige and Blake begin a night of sexy fun before Paige decides this is her opportunity to tell him about her possible pregnancy. When the sexy music cuts off, Blake leaves the tent only to be stabbed in the neck by the masked man. Paige is then attacked in the tent where she's able to escape and run to a local abandoned sugar mill. There she discovers boxes of dead cell phones and abandoned cars. After she's stabbed in the heel by the masked man, Paige makes her way into one of the cars. When she's attacked in the car, she stabs the wax man in the face with a pipe and again escapes the vehicle, only to be impaled through the head by the mask killer not a few seconds later. Carly and Nick are once again attacked by Bo and chased through the town, specifically to the local movie house. Nick subdues Bo with a few arrows from a stolen crossbow. The two make their way to the house to find Carly's dropped cell phone, only to find it's been taken. They enter the house looking for a phone only for Bo and the masked man to arrive as well, with Blaine and Paige's body in tow. They learn the masked man is actually the Vincent from the wax sculptures. Bo and Vincent are in fact brothers who are trying to continue their mother's legacy. When Carly and Nick discover that there is a secret passage to the wax cellar, they are attacked by Vincent and Bo and cause a fire to break out. The passage then leads them to the House of Wax. Carly is able to one-up Bo and smash his head in with a bat, leaving Vincent furious over the death of his brother. 
As the house begins to melt, Vincent chases Carly upstairs where she begins to appease him after seeing the abusive and manipulative dynamic between him and Bo, who are separated Siamese twins. Vincent is the quiet child from the beginning of the film, and Bo is in fact the evil wild child strapped to the high chair. Nick comes to her rescue, and a fight erupts between Nick and Vincent, not before Carly stabs Vincent. The house is rapidly melting around them, and Vincent's body falls through the floor, landing on the brother's body as if they are connected again. Carly and Nick crawl through the burning, melting walls and escape to safety. The police arrive, and they are free of the nightmare. As they depart in an ambulance, a local roadkill man looks off. (laughs) 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 The end. That sounds spot on to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what happens. That's the thing about this movie. Like, like you guys mentioned before, it's very straightforward. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing really deep in this movie, you know. Actually, that's not that that's not true. This is a beautiful tale of family. Uh, I mean, that's true. <laughs> I mean, this is a tale of twins, twins, and more twins. Oh, my gosh. That's what like, the twin thing... I didn't realize how much they're hammering in like this evil twin, good twin thing until this oh. last rewatch. Well, do you know what I didn't realize until I wrote the synopsis and I said, oh, it all makes sense. The writers are twins. I was literally like, who wrote this? I was like, Chad Hayes, Carrie Hayes. Oh, mm. and I like looked oh. up. I was like, they, I was like, they have the exact same birthday. I said, oh, it all makes sense. Yeah, the writers are twins. They're the ones who wrote uh, The Conjuring. No way. Yes. Isn't they that wrote insane? The they wrote The Conjuring. My brain just broke. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so crazy yeah. because The Conjuring is sort of kind of like a pretty revered like film. Oh, my God. Yes, they did. I didn't even piece that together. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, House of Wax is a revered film, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Razzies really just ate this one up. <laughs> oh my gosh, they yeah. loved it. Oh my god, they loved it. They, it was the darling of the of award season, award show. Yes, three nominations. Well, you know, and a win. Uh, like, wow. Another on. thing I noticed is that in the movie theater, they're watching whatever happened to Baby Jane. Not that the characters in yes. whatever happened to Baby Jane are twins, but they're sisters. So mm-hmm. they kind of play on this whole sibling thing the yes. whole time. It's all like the good bad twin. Like one is sort of manipulative the other one is you know more docile or like subdued because they're either yeah. in a wheelchair or there's mm-hmm. someone you know and so i mean i guess so i see what they were trying to do like they were like trying to like incorporate something deeper in this film and i it, it works i guess for for this movie it gives it a little more than something like wrong turn which has absolutely no sort of plot you know yeah. at all they at least tried right. in this one yeah, they, there's a lot of backstory for these characters that they cram into, like, the first 15 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that diner scene yeah. was like, you better be listening because we're giving you everybody's history all at once. I hope you're paying right. attention. Yeah, I'm you like, get a oh, sentence no. per character. You get one sentence. That's all you get. Yeah. You know? Who is this? You person? find out there's an internship for InStyle magazine. Yes. Oh my god. Paige might be yeah. Paige might be pregnant. Someone crashed a car. Nick took the fall. It's like, what is going on? Does this <laughs> have anything to do with the plot of the story? Yeah. <laughs> Literally none. And I'm I'm always wondering like, how did any of that sort of come back at the like I I I'm like so they try to like set up that Carly and Nick they they have a really strained relationship because she ratted him out to the police when he stole a car. 
which is like okay that's that makes sense like we see their sort of journey of going from like strained siblings to like coming together to I don't know you know fight the bad guys and survive but then the rest of it like why does the character of Paige like she's like preg like possibly pregnant like what yeah what what does that really have to do with anything it never it never comes back she doesn't even get to tell her boyfriend before he dies and then she dies right after that and you're like yeah I so forgot you, that was a part of this movie in the first place. I didn't even realize that was a thing until rewatching it. Because it didn't it. need to be. It really didn't need to be. <laughs> there was, uh, like, basically everybody's backstory. They could have cut out this little exposition, <laughs> this little exposition <laughs> situation, and everything would have been the same. Like, Oh, I've, absolutely. It, it changed weird. nothing. And, like, uh, yeah, like, the whole, like, pregnancy thing yeah it didn't really go anywhere but like i was like is it just to give paris more lines like are they trying to like figure out how to make her like character i don't know maybe prominent i I thought it would have been more interesting to find out to find out why Paige and blake you know her boyfriend blake um why they are hanging out with these losers (laughs) i'm like they seem they seem they seem so cool i never understood the dynamic of this group and like how they are friends like they don't don't seem like they like each other like oh well i it's not that they don't like each other it's almost like none of these characters are likable at all yeah yeah. i found not a single one of them i mean maybe i think Paige and carly are probably the most sympathetic characters but the rest of them are all pretty bad like they're all like pretty unlikable they're all either assholes whiny pervy like hot-headed yeah. where they're you know they're the worst it's crazy that paris hilton's character gets so much flack when she was one of the most likable characters in this whole she thing is, because like she's I was, the most likable. i was side-eyeing wade the whole fucking time he was walking <laughs> through that city and i was like wait can you stop breaking and entering every fucking store my dude yeah like, no Jesus we need to, we need to talk about wade we need to talk about him because i <laughs> i <laughs> i was confused i remember when i watched this movie when i was younger and i was like oh man wade is just such a sweet boyfriend and i'm so sad he died and now re-watching it what kind of like toxic bullshit is this relationship? Because there are <laughs> literally like every single time, not once, but twice is his girlfriend, Carly, like sec- like these guys are undressing her with their eyes and making her feel so uncomfortable. And Wade gets mad at her. Like he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, like, <laughs> why do you have boobs and you're wearing a tank top and all these boys think you're so pretty i'm like dude she's like can you help her feel better she's so uncomfortable and he gets upset that she's beautiful i'm like dude what are you doing like are you happy (laughs) this whole thing like uh, this whole like camcorder thing that was like yeah why why was it in there like because it's I, because I, it's I, a honest, modern horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also well, it was like two things. I was like, on, are these like filmmakers honestly trying to in like shame Paris for like her who she is as a person by like continuing like like her and Carly are both so like gazed upon by these men with these like with this like camcorder and like 
they're all like they're like always filming them just like making out with these boys. I'm like, is this like? Yeah. Are they trying to like just like dig at Paris for like you know? The- I think so because I remember one of the reviews that I read when this movie first came out, and I was like 14 reading it, and it said, um, of course, Paris Hilton's character dies on her knees with a pole in her face, and I was like. Uh, I mean, and then I they think film her. Savage. He films yes. her he after films she her right afterwards. and she's the only one that they do. I was like, first of all, where yeah. he just he kept the camcorder just so he could film Paris die, and he doesn't do that to any of the other characters. Literally, I it means like, yeah. I, it's just I think it was them literally just trying to dig at her and be like, oh, you know, she can't get away from the camcorder. We're always film like I don't know. It seems really gross. Yeah. I think that that had something to do with it. Uh, And people wanted to see her punished because as we learn in the documentary, this is Paris. People were coming for her after that sex tape came out. And it's like, you guys calm down. Yeah. Yeah. literally, Who doesn't have one nowadays? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, don't we all? (laughs) Don't we all have that? Like Paris Hilton would be running OnlyFans right now if she was in a different time. Like straight up, she would be making that yeah. moolah. Yeah, Bella Thorne who? I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She'd be the Bella Thorne of our time if like things yeah. had been a little bit different back then. Absolutely. I don't- I just know, no, I was just going to say, and also, you know, a lot of people went to go see this movie just to watch her die. Like, that was the right. thing. It's like, watch Paris die. Yeah. And I will say her death is, is dope. I like her death scene a lot. It's oh, very... Oh, for sure cool but yeah it's like that was the thing people went because they wanted to just see her die when in actuality her character is probably one of the smartest characters in this movie and I actually thought she deserved to live to be honest me too. I th- I think she's like a likable character. And also, as far as like Paris goes with her acting, I don't think she's any worse than anybody <laughs> else in this movie. Yeah. Like, oh, no, especially Wade. We're circling back to Wade. Oh. They keep calling him like a redneck. And I'm like, where, where in where? his character is he a redneck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he lives in the country of New York or something. Because I've never <laughs> seen a redneck look like that. Like, he, he's basically plucked out of the city. And yet he, like, the whole, you know, conflict between him and Carly is that she wants to move to New York and be in the city. And he's a country boy. I'm like, where? Yeah. What? It just like, doesn't these- make sense. There's a point where Nick makes fun of Wade and he does this country accent. And I'm like, that's not how he sounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that does not make any sense. Like, are, like, are these poor choices by Jared Padalecki? Like, is was that him? Like, why? Wh- I think so. He's not a good actor. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe. I don't know. He has like 15 seasons of Supernatural under his belt. I guess somebody thought he was a good actor. I don't know. <laughs> he did die he- first, though, so... I mean, that's true. They're like, get this shit right. out of the way. <laughs> also, I, I felt nothing during that. I remember when I watched it the first time, Erica, I was just like you, where I was like, I was like, oh, I feel for this guy. Oh, he's getting messed up by the by this weird wax man. But this time around, I was just snacking, just waiting for the scene <laughs> to be over. I'm like, 
man, you shouldn't have been breaking and entering so much, bro. Like, that's your fault. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, isn't this legal? Can't you kill people that, like, you know, come onto your property? Yeah, <laughs> you he was can. All, he was all up in that dude's house. Like, he went upstairs. He was going through the rooms. He was checking through drawers. Like, He bruh. was in everybody's business. I was like, okay, Sherlock, can you, like, there's a closed sign. These doors are obviously not meant to be open. He's walking into the wax museum. He's trying to take something out of the like the gas station he's going through this man's house i'm like i'm not surprised you died first because you can't stay in your place like you're just wandering around <laughs> right. this town but like also right. like not just that he also leaves carly in the car while while <laughs> yeah. you know like there's like all this like this guy has been like super creepy to them like he just like He's like, I'm going to go pee or whatever, like in the house. So he like goes to the bathroom. But then instead of he like leaves her in the car, she's like sitting there patiently waiting while he's like, I'm just going to traipse around and waste time (laughs) as if I have, you know, we have nowhere else to be. Nobody's waiting for us or concerned. Like, this is crazy. And he's leaving his girlfriend alone with a guy that was just checking him out, checking her out earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Carly, she... Okay, I remember when I first watched this movie, I was thinking, wow, for the final girl, she goes through a lot of shit in this movie. She does. She really does. She does. That's for sure. She definitely fights her way through a lot. She ends up in a a pit of dead animals. She gets her mouth super glued shut. Her finger gets cut off. It's like, oh my God. I forgot Mm -hmm. about that. I forgot until she was peeking that little finger out of that thing. I was like, oh no, girl, put it back. Put it back. (laughs) But I mean, and then the fact that she had to like use the blood to like undo the super glue on her lips is so gross. It is so Mm. gross. I I was going to literally throw up. I was like, (laughs) she is is easy MVP though, because she is a fighter. Like she was fighting throughout this entire movie. She was not afraid. Like some of her choices questionable, but like when she had to like, you know, throw down with these two killer dudes, she was, she was there for it. Both her and her brother. Yeah, they yeah. are definitely. Yeah, Chad Michael Murray is so hot in this movie. <laughs> he is like but, he's like peak bad boy in this movie, but also he uh, is yeah. the worst. Yes, he's, he's also the worst. His personality is awful in this movie yes. as well. He's such an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, then uh, it, it just yeah, it's just like that toxic like man energy that he brings, mm-hmm. and even like bringing his stupid, also toxic pervy friend with him oh is also just gosh. like the defi- like the defining you know thing why he sucks. Like yeah, the the combination of the two of them was really hard to get through yeah. because all they do is just like ma- they were like that you know those friends those two friends that everyone has at their middle school where everything you say you'll be like can you pass me like a pencil and they're like can you pass me a pencil like that and they just (laughs) laugh about that like that was them to me that was like why are you i would be so upset i understood why wade was irritated because if i had to drive the two stooges in my car i would also be irritated because they just would not stop yeah, and like yeah, also, so annoying. also Carly, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, like obviously there's tension between your boyfriend <laughs> and the and your brother. Like, what are you subjecting him to this torture for? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, why couldn't they ride in the truck? Yeah, with Paige and Blake. Yes. Yeah, why that's not? what I'm saying. They had plenty because of room. They, because they need an excuse to get Paris to like go down on her boyfriend mm-hmm. or have a moment where they, you know, again going back to them like always 
you know, yeah, like Paris shaming Hilton Paris. Spend, she spends like ninety percent of this movie either having sex or like about to have sex. And I'm yeah. like, yo, let the girl <laughs> just yeah. act. Please let her, <laughs> let her breathe. Yeah, and there's that awkward. Yeah. There's that scene where she's like <laughs> stripping for her boyfriend, <laughs> and it is on her for so long, and she's like, you know, taking off all of her clothes and dancing for two minutes straight. It feels like, and then yeah. after she finishes stripping, she's like, I need to have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What right now? It's like, well, yeah, why? Why did you find this to be the opportune time to bring this up? I mean, it doesn't yeah. really make sense. Just a quick strip tease on. to lighten the mood before I drop the news on this guy. Yeah, like it's such an in- strange choice. They're like, they just need an excuse to get her naked. My favorite interaction between Paige and Blake is um, after uh, Car- Carly. Carly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After she slides into the pit of animals and they come to her rescue and oh, pa- Blake goes up to Paige and he goes, are you okay? And she's like, uh-huh. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, baby, baby, are you okay? She's like, she's like breathing hard as if she fell into the pit of dead animals. Carly's just sitting there covered in blood and they're like, okay, yeah. whatever. Oh, I was saying, but you know what? I will say that they, you know, as much as they sort of sexualize Paris and that's all they kind of do to her, she actually kind of has the funniest lines in the movie, I think. I think she delivers mm-hmm. them really well. And I think they land really well. Like when she, um, like in that same scene, you know, she's like helping Carly like wash off her hands with the water bottle and Dalton comes up to her and he's, <laughs> yeah. what, is he, what, is he, what does he, what does he say to her? He he's says like, something. have you guys seen my camera? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and she goes. Are you kidding? Like, just her delivery is actually <laughs> very spot on. Like, it's like, good is. for you, Paris. Yeah, yeah which is she, fair. She I'm like, like, this is not the time. In your research for this, did you guys read about her being embarrassed to scream on set? No. Yeah, I did, I did I see that. that. I mean, I think it's because her voice is like not what people knew her voice to be back then. And so she has this like deep growl for a scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she has like a. She's like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) She definitely has a deep voice in in general. Like when she speaks like a normal human and not like her baby Paris voice, like she actually has Mm -hmm. a really deep voice. And also, I think she's also very shy in general. Like you know, in in the This Is Paris documentary, they reiterate several times how shy she is, and so I get. So I understand she she was probably just like, guys, I'm really nervous, like to be here, and then <laughs> yeah. like, oh God, Paris, okay, let's go, let's all scream, scream yeah. for Paris. <laughs> well you know she she's actually been through a lot of trauma as as if you guys have seen this as paris documentary i'm surprised i mean i'm not surprised I, I basically i'm not surprised that she didn't take it there for that death mm-hmm. scene because it kind of like correlates to like a lot of like the trauma that she's been through in the past i'm like she could have been totally method and just went for it but She's like, I'm afraid to scream. Yeah. <laughs> they did okay. say that, they did say that she was very method though, as she uh, ran up and down the stairs to get out of breath. Oh yeah, so to she, get winded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I so was like, she was, oh my gosh, Meryl Streep who? Dude, she was doing the work. Okay, Paris. Yeah. Do you know what I was thinking? This might be weird, but I was like, what? What? Because she was the first one cast in the film, apparently, and that they built the cast mm-hmm. around her. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. What, what? What would it have been like if Paris played Carly? Would that have been weird? 
Yes. That would have been so weird. That would have been like, so weird. I don't think we'd be praising her as much. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I wonder if they like gave her just enough for us to be like convinced, like, oh, she's like decent and this she's like good, you know. But had she like been given like a full like a more meaty part, you know, it's like would she have fared as well? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm not I think she did well with having less because she could sink her teeth into that less a lot more. I think if sure. they stretched out her talent for the whole movie, she might have felt a little pressure. Yeah, I'm not she might say have she been couldn't stretched have gone there. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think mean, that's she's true. okay with what she got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. She's just like this girl who just shows them a few scenes and then has like a cool death scene. Sure, I'll, I'm in. You know, I get so it. So the yeah. first part of her death scene is her getting that knife sliced oh. through the bottom of her foot. And also Jared yes. Padalecki's character, he gets the cut like, like yeah, right behind yeah. his. It's not like cringy. Vincent's got this Ugh. this mood towards people's Achilles, man. Like that yeah. is the worst. Yes, he has yeah. like a feet fetish. Because that's like the first place he goes for everyone. And he's like, yeah. I got to get their feet out of the way and then I can kill the rest. Except for, um, <laughs> what's his face? Um, except for Dalton, because he like behead- beheads him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. I mean, maybe it's because he's wearing that wax mask and he can't see very well. So he's like, if they don't can't yeah. run that fast and catch them, like maybe the eye hole. Yeah, and he only has up. one eye. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. He only has one eye. Yeah, and so That's, I guess that, that kind of brings true. us to this weird, like, this, like, Siamese twin plot that they have between Bo and, um, and Vincent, Vincent yeah. like, as the yeah. killers. Um, so, what do you guys, and also yeah. they hint that the roadkill man is is, the, is possibly a third sibling. It's the third oh, yeah. sibling. It's this weird little Which, thing at the end. I'm like, were you guys hoping there'd be a sequel? Or is this just oh, supposed for to be sure. a little, like, <laughs> surprise? They, they were hoping this was going to be, like, wrong turn. They were hoping for, like, House of Wax 6. Like, just like the wrong turn mm-hmm. franchise is just turned into whatever the hell that turned into. I think so. <laughs> yeah, You know? Um, but I don't know. Like, that, yeah, like, he's sort of like a mix mix of like this like fan of the opera looking guy like yes. it, it, with like a horrible wig like i don't know like do you find it him felt- like to be like a scary villain the first no. time he's like peeking through that window at them in the house i thought they were being attacked by michael jackson like straight yeah. up <laughs> yeah because the like, way I that the mask that looks the <laughs> like yeah, the mask is so smooth and it <laughs> yeah. just looks so it doesn't look scary. It just looks too like smooth and polished. And then yeah, he has this long black hair that like flows behind him as he runs. It like blows in the wind. It just is all that looks his hair a bit is that a wig? Silly. I think it's, it's supposed his hair. to be his hair, it's his, but it's oh, okay. obviously a nah, wig. That looks, <laughs> that looks like weave. That, that looks like straight <laughs> weave. Yeah, like bad, but not that like good. Not that good weave. It was like it was like run cheap. over weave. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got that it was like debris in it. weave. <laughs> so I have a technical question. Um, if uh, this town was entirely built from wax, wouldn't it melt in the sun? Okay. That, yes. This whole, the, the logistics of the whole, like especially the house of wax being completely made out of wax, made is one of the of most wax. ridiculous things yeah. I've ever yeah. seen. I'm like, is what it- is the infrastructure <laughs> here? What is the plumbing like? Like, is, <laughs> yeah. is there plumbing in this house of wax? Did people go there and not be able to use it because, like, oh no, everything's made out of wax. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. It yeah, doesn't wax. And it seems like they live in like a, like a muggy. Like they're like in the woods and stuff. Right. It seems like it would it be hot like in that area. It's like Florida. Oh, so it for sure would have melted. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. long ago. Yeah. Yeah, why yeah, it totally, it and, they, and they filmed they filmed <laughs> the movie in, in Australia, so it definitely would have melted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that should definitely burn down. Did you guys read about that? That like apparently oh, like the yeah. set completely yeah. burned oh, down, yeah. which like mirrored what happened in the film. Was like, yeah, oh, I did see that, and I also remember. Okay, so when this movie was like first coming out, did you guys see? Do you guys remember when MTV was like blowing this movie up, and yeah. they did that yes, that documentary, yes. the like behind the scenes thing? Yeah. Do you guys remember that? I just remember. Yeah. Yes. The only thing I remember from that is that. Chad Michael Murray was like pissed the whole time they were shooting the part with the fire in the house. I just remember when he was him in that being... bed of peanut butter. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he was so angry and he was like yelling at everybody. That's all I can ever remember from that. And so every time I see that scene, I just always feel like Chad Michael Murray is just like pissed off and hot, like stepping in peanut yeah. butter, which I mean, I guess would, it, it sounds very unpleasant. I mean, maybe he's also method. Maybe he's also the Meryl Streep of this movie. <laughs> no, there's a literally a there's literally a picture of him being <laughs> no. pulled out of the bed, and he looks like he's crying. Oh, oh my no. god! <laughs> I mean, he's like. Ah. I mean, that probably su- <laughs> it's probably super painful, like trying to crawl your way through like a massive amount of peanut butter. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like that would be very stressful on the body. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, fire everywhere. He was probably sweating balls. Because he's wearing, like, a jacket the whole time. Even yeah. when they're inside. So I can understand why he I wonder was if he irritated. has, like, a peanut butter phobia now. Like, he's like, I can't, oh my God. I can't do peanut butter. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's probably. possible. I, I don't know if I would want to. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's, yeah. I mean, he, peanut yeah. butter is real good. It <laughs> is so, good. It's too good. <laughs> it's pretty good. He, he just, like, he cries every time he sees a nutter butter. He just breaks it. <laughs> <laughs> so just to acknowledge the fact that this movie is the third sequel from the short story The Wax Works. Um, Literally. Did you guys read that they might not have had the title of House of Wax, so they were gonna name it Wax House Baby? Oh Wax House oh Baby. God. Wax House comma baby was the working title before they realized they had the rights to oh my the name God. House of Wax. Oh my god. That's insane. Stop. Well, I do yeah, this movie is like the third remake. This is like the A Star is Born of horror movies. Like mm-hmm. just yeah. just one like, you know, and I I guess my, one of my biggest kind of like questions about this and I I guess this probably has to do with like the early 2000s like fixation with hillbilly horror. It's like the original mm-hmm. ones have are like these like kind of like elegant like settings like they're set in New York and like these like beautiful opera houses and like Vincent Price isn't it just being you know who you know Vincent Price and like right. for some reason like come 2005 they decided to release this movie and they're like we're gonna change the setting and just make it scary gross backwoods people it's like yeah this, why is this the choice like why were we so obsessed with that I think they were trying to ride the success of the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which had come out two years prior. And yeah. so with enough yeah. uh, one sense. year in the development that they were just go because a lot of the, the the imagery and the scenery of the settings, I'm like, they were going for yeah. a Texas Chainsaw 2003 right. feel for this. It doesn't work, so, but literally. that's yeah. what they were going mm-hmm. for. Right. Yeah. We're like obsessed with that, like wrong turn. Like yeah, lost in the like, woods. There's a creepy yeah. family out to yeah. get you. Yeah, and there's like all these teens, well, like early adult age people from the city or, you know, from like a better right. part of town. Yeah. And, and I'm like, 
I guess it like works. I mean, it w- it works, but it's like done to death. It's like yeah, it. This movie's a bit of a stretch with that kind of a thing for me, because we're meant to believe. You know, it's one thing if there's like a bunch of hillbillies out in the middle of nowhere. All they really have is this house that's kind of like lost and. It's more of like a happenstance that people come upon them. The way that they set this movie up, (laughs) they say that for years, the boys have been getting people off of the interstate and have been bringing them into this town. And then they have to get them like into the house of wet. It's just, it's so much like convoluted plot. How elaborate like their planning for all of these are. Like, oh, when yeah. they walk in and he's, like, kneeling at the church praying. Like, was he just sitting there kneeling until somebody walked into the church? Is like, this is going to work. This is going to work. They have <laughs> to come to the church. Like, what? Like, there was way too much setup for what they were trying to do. Like, right. way too much. Yeah, it was all yeah. so convenient, everything that was it's, happening. Yeah, I always think about that. Yeah. Maybe maybe he radioed him, like, I'm bringing some people over. <laughs> Maybe he's like, get ready, that. get in position. Like, if, <laughs> yeah. like if the roadkill guy is part of it, maybe he just like, I, get ready, I'm coming, I'm bringing. He's all, people. hey, okay, we're doing the we're doing the funeral the funeral bit. Okay, make sure you get <laughs> yeah. get in there right now. <laughs> but there's, and there's so many things. It's like it's like the roadkill guy drives them, but then they they get out of the car and they walk, and they're the ones who decide to go into the church. Because if the roadkill guy was driving them, maybe he would have known to just like go to the church. But yeah. Carly and Wade like, get out of the car and walk. They find the church themselves. They they like yeah. go, like they're yeah. like oh we're just gonna leave. But then the guy stops them. Like everything just happens at the perfect time to make it all work out. And I'm like, what if Wade didn't have to use the bathroom and he just was like, oh we'll walk. Yeah. Would he just have or, like run him o- run them over with his car and been like oh fuck literally. I gotta kill him? Like I don't right. know what it would have happened. Or did they like? plan the traffic jam that like brought back you know fucking you know Blake and <laughs> yeah. Paige and all them they're like they're gonna come back they're gonna know that their right. friends are missing they're, so we need to kill them so we need to cause an incredible traffic accident to make sure they come <laughs> back jam. So, yeah like 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 yeah. 40 miles away in Florida there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong or what yeah. if Wade could have just peed outside instead of going inside of yeah. the bathroom like what are you gonna take a shit uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you have to go inside these about yeah. Or what if they would have went to the pet the pet shop to see the puppies and realized they're wax? There was yeah that they weren't actual but because there was a lot of time for them to discover that. Yeah. What if they had walked into literally any other building other than the church while they were in the town? Like, yeah. what were you guys going to do? Yeah, because I would have gone into the movie theater if I was in yeah. this town and I was like, there's nobody here. I would have gone into the movie theater first. I wouldn't have been like, let me barge into this church and see if anybody's like, is it Sunday? Why do you think that there are going to be people in the church? I would have yeah. been like, oh, there's probably people watching a movie or something. Yeah, especially considering that there was nobody in the town. Like, they just, like, that's not alarming to them ever. <laughs> yeah. They, like, that, walk in. Why did that, that not, re- like, no one was weirded out by that, that it was a completely abandoned town other than, like, two people. Like, yeah. that does not set off your red flags. Are you kidding me? No, they yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, nobody was really concerned by this. And also, like, I have, like, questions about, like, where do these people go? Like, where do Bo and 
um, Vincent go grocery shopping or like where do they get their like how do they live mm-hmm. out there by themselves like where are they getting all this money they eat those animals supply, get all this wax to like get all these like things like to create like it's just so strange I guess it's not super important yeah. to the plot but it's sort of like this is very strange that these two people are the only people <laughs> in this entire town that's functioning technically if they live yeah. there yeah well and then also at the end the police <laughs> Carly's like how did you guys not know that this was happening for all these years? And the police were like, well, this town's impossible to get to. I was like, is it though? Because these <laughs> teenagers found it like very quickly. They, they walked. And you so all they police did. have, yes, they walked to the town and you police <laughs> have been in this area for years and years and this town was impossible to get to. Well, well, there was oh a little my, bit of rocks right, and water. Sir. Okay. They couldn't walk through that yeah. rock true. and water. The road moment. was washed out. <laughs> yes. The road was That's washed out. True. You know, the police can't get there. <laughs> So, you know, we just leave it be, you know, we, we leave them, we leave them to their own government and everything. It's sort of like a sovereign nation over there. <laughs> I do have to say that I have a, a soft spot for, okay, so during the whole buildup to this, you know, movie, Vincent is working on, a, on his latest masterpiece, which so happens to be um, a woman who got cut out of the original opening. Um Mm-hmm. Where she gets trapped on the, or she gets kidnapped by them on the interstate and then turned into wax. And they show, and she's not even a live person in the movie and the final cut. She's just um, the beauty pageant queen in the movie theater, just in, covered in wax. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so sad for that actress. She got not only put on the cutting oh, room yeah. floor, but then just a wax figurine for herself just in the movie theater. Like, <laughs> thanks for stopping was by. Was that the <laughs> naked, like the naked lady in the beginning that he yeah. was working on? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's working on the same girl the whole time. And then he actually finishes her and puts her on display. (laughs) I mean, if I was her, if I was at least getting residuals, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Absolutely. (laughs) But also like the amount of time it took him to make her compared to like the five seconds it like took him to make Wade. Like, like, why did he spend so much time on her? And like, you know... Wade took five seconds. He, That's the yeah. quick. He didn't even he didn't even finish Wade, right? Like Wade was just stuck in the chair for like the rest of the movie, wasn't he? Yeah, he's just like chilling. no, he's on the on the piano. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was on the. Pi- then, oh, that's right. That's and right. And then that, that he gets oh sliced my God. open. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool scene. That is a really cool scene. But Dalton, what are you doing, bud? Like, if I saw <laughs> first first of all, when Dalton walks in and sees that Wade is wax, he's like talking to Wade as if everything is. He's like, Wade, what are you doing? And then he realizes what's going on. <laughs> so he's he starts to peel off Wade's skin. And he skin. sees that he's, like, exposing. Like, obviously, his skin is also coming off with the wax. But he keeps going. Like, and Wade's, like, crying. Yeah, There's I, tears streaming down his face. And Dalton's like, I'm going <laughs> to help you out, buddy. I'm like, oh, you're killing him. Like, you're actually killing him more than he was already <laughs> like, dying. This is not the solution. <laughs> yeah. And like, how thick is that wax him. that he couldn't oh, just, like, loosen his jaw? Like, <laughs> and then, then yeah, then like Vincent like slices half of the wax off, and then he just sort of rolls his eyes. He's like, "Ugh, yeah, this is so bored. I'm so he's so like, bored oh by this." Oh my god, like, <laughs> <laughs> we're again with yeah. this. He's like, like Not I again. get it. As if I couldn't go through enough. I've been tortured. I'm sitting here for the rest of m- the rest of my life, and now this is happening. Like, ugh. <laughs> so, what is your guys' just- favorite scene from this movie? Are we not including the Paris Hilton scene because that's the easy pick? Because that death seems amazing. That let that be your pick. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I would absolutely say Paris is. I know. It's such a good long scene, too. She gets a good mm-hmm. chase before I she wish gets it, the chop. But apparently it was supposed to be longer and there was supposed to be more gore involved. And I'm like, what was that supposed to be? What I would have liked from it is just like slightly more hope. Like a moment maybe mm-hmm. where we're like, she's she's getting away. She's going to, and then she doesn't really have, she has like one moment where she kind of stabs him in the face with the pipe. Mm-hmm. And she kind of gets away, yeah. but I was hoping for like a yes, go girl, you're gonna. And then it kind of doesn't happen. It's sort of hurt when yeah. it goes through her head. It's sort of like sudden. You're like, oh, oh. like yeah, well. like almost if she was running towards the door, and like as yeah. she reaches like, the door, oh. it comes behind her, like it comes through the back of her head. Yeah, that like, would have been great. Yeah. I know. I just wish it was. Oh my god! I just wish it was like slightly longer, just like a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm almost like, oh, it's shorter than I remember, but it is longer than <laughs> you know everybody else's chase scene. So that's I do true. Give kudos yeah, for that. that's true. So, she does have a good, uh, like, a longer one. I think she's literally the highlight of this movie. She oh, is. She, she is. One hundred percent. Yeah. Anybody that says, oh, House of Wax. Oh, you mean the Paris Hilton movie? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, she is the yeah. dr- she's the main draw of this movie. Nobody's going oh, that Alicia Cuthbert film, <laughs> House of Wax. <laughs> Like no, like nobody's saying that. Like you know yeah. the one with Chad Michael Murray. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, who, who and who? Yeah, who and who? <laughs> Overall, like what, like what would you rate this? I know you guys have your like rating system. What would you rate? This, <laughs> would you rate this film? Ooh. Why don't okay. you go first? I gotta think about it. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to rate this film. I'm gonna give it three. Three and a half wax figurines out of five. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because like it is an in- it is entertaining. It's my right. guilty pleasure movie. I can watch this movie if I like anytime this movie comes on, I can sit down and watch it and still enjoy it. But I will say the first fifteen to twenty minutes where all we have is just like hanging out with these characters that's uh, the roughest part to get through for me and then once they get into so town long. everything is a breeze but the characters are just <laughs> so unlikable it's hard to sit there and just like hang out at a bonfire with them because you're like oh god just die already yeah <laughs> like why do we need to watch them throw a football for 10 minutes like, oh my god I yeah. with this great and found footage camcorder action make out with each other in front of each other like I was like ew I was like why are they it's doing that weird. They're literally yeah, and Dalton's filming it. <laughs> Ew, and Dalton watches, and they kind of almost seem to enjoy that he's watching them. Dalton's such yeah. a creep with that camcorder. Oh my literally, god! Again, these characters are so unlikable. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> you can't wait. You're like, thank God they die. Like, good riddance. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I would probably say like three wax figures out of five. Just because, like, I love this movie still, and I agree, like, I can literally watch this movie whenever, but if someone's like, hey, is that movie good? I'm going to feel really bad if I'm like, yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going I'm to feel like I'm lying directly to their face, so, like, I got to give it a three. Like, it's a three for me, not for the world, but a three for me as far as that movie goes. I mean, I, I would probably say three, too. I mean, I I do like it. I like I said, it's a guilty pleasure. I I have a soft spot for Paris in this. Um, yeah, and it's entertaining. You know, it's obviously light fare. Like the, I guess, like 
there's no like attempt at like creating like a an ongoing story. Like we're not getting like a mm-hmm. scream or a nightmare on Elm Street sort of moment where we're like, what's the next movie gonna bring? Like this is sort of like a one and done film, and it's like good for what it is. You know, you you watch it, you enjoy it, you saw some fun deaths, you saw Paris get a pole in the head, and uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's deaths, like a, yeah. the deaths are really good though. I'll give them yeah, that. The deaths in are. this movie are real good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Homeboy gets his head I, chopped off at the bottom of the stairs, I went, ooh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, because he pulls it. Yeah, he's pulls he him pulls by the and legs and it's just the bo- yeah. Oh, that was so gnarly. Yes. Yeah, and then he blinks. It's like severed head blinks. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize that actor. <laughs> so later on when they like find him and he's covered in wax and his head like falls off, that <laughs> actor has really pretty eyes and i never realized how pretty his eyes were until he was covered in wax and they like are so blue (laughs) that they stood out i was like oh my god oh my god they're beautiful have you ever in scary movie in the the scene where at the end of like where like he and like the character ray like reveal that they're the killers Mm -hmm. every time i watch that scene i'm like his eyes are stunning like they're beautiful pretty they like, really like, are. Yeah. So what's his name? John Abrahamson? Abramson? Something uh, like that. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you got if, pretty eyes, boo. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> if somebody asked me my opinion on this movie, I would say a three and a half out of five. I would just tell them that it's a subpar slasher, but it's quite entertaining for what it is. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. But it's not. But it, a scream, it is not. <laughs> no, no. Texas Chainsaw right, Massacre, no. it is not. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> well, um, I think we covered, you know, we covered this shit in wax. You know, I think we. Uh, <laughs> um, what do you guys have coming up? Like, what are your episodes coming up? Or what do you anything exciting coming up for you guys? Um, so for October, so we're not doing any movies for October. We're doing Ooh. more like we've we have themes for every episode. Mm-hmm. So nice. we're going to be doing that. We're going to have a bonus episode every Monday because the uh, Bly Manor, the like second season of The Haunting oh, of yes. House, is coming out. We're going to cover that. And we're going to be doing some uh, some like game gaming stuff, I think, Ooh. Yeah. together. Ooh. That's so exciting. Wait, that's cool. You're, just, you're incorporating it all. You guys got like a full plethora yeah. of, you know, the whole spectrum of the horror, you know, games, <laughs> movies, TV. That's amazing. When, when, where can, when do you guys have new episodes? Like what, what day does your episodes come out? Yes. Every Monday so, we have a new episode, at least one new episode every Monday. Everybody that's listening, you have, to, uh, if you enjoyed this episode today, then you know what you're in for with them. They are a, a good time. So, um, Thank you guys for being here on the show with us. Yeah. Have you, did you guys have fun? Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you for having us. This, this was, was a lot blast. of fun. Thank you. I had, yeah. I had a good time. I, I Did you have a good time, Frankie? Are you still here? I'm here. Oh. <laughs> Am I not just, <laughs> I've kind of been just frozen with a smile the whole time. <laughs> I know we're on a we're on a four way Zoom call right now, so, so like on my phone I can't I can only see one of you at a time. So I'm like I hope they're still oh, here. Yeah. No, you can scroll over and then all four of us will show. At, no at the end of the episode, oh, like, you can scroll. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's been like just like showing up whoever's been kind of speaking. I've been looking at all four of you, all well, uh, all four of us the whole time. Man, I, see, I'm a, I'm a noob. Uh, you know, I don't know, what, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But what a mess. No. I know. <laughs> well, 
thank you guys again for being with us. We really appreciate this. This was super fun. Uh, everybody, make sure to go check out the Homies of Horror on uh, everywhere that podcasts are available, most likely, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're at Homies of Horror on everything, all of our social media, on all the podcast stuff, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere that you listen to stuff. Homies of Horror, that's us. So if you see that name and you see two people looking real creepy on their image, that's us. <laughs> you're, like, that's, you're like, that's Fear the Talking Queers. But then if you scroll. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, thank you guys so much. And also, listeners, make sure you like, comment, subscribe to us as well. If you're a new listener, you can find us on Instagram at Fear the Talking Queers. We're on Twitter at Fear tt queers if you want we don't really use twitter that much um and, or you can send us an email fear the talking queers at gmail.com uh we love to hear from you thank you for all the fun participation we have um our bracket challenge that we you know we have our in october we've been you know asking for votes on our instagram for our next uh, for our october episodes and now we have three which is super exciting yeah this being the first one house of wax yeah this is the first yes. one so house of wax and then next week we got the conjuring for you and the week after that we got Ooh. evil dead so as of right now Ooh. we only have one more so, yeah, <laughs> evil dead 2013 i hope people Ooh. knew that's what they were <laughs> i hope so <laughs> they're gonna be very disappointed I- they're like what the- <laughs> I use the poster. They need to use their eyes and oh, their voting. That's true. That's true. Well, um, so we have a little thing we do at the end of our episodes where we have a little tagline um, where we say "Sweet screams, bitch." Do you guys want to try it out? Yes. Sweet screams, bitch. Ooh, yes, a sultry. <laughs> Sweet screams, bitch. Ooh, oh, yes. that's gonna be the deepest sweet screams bitch you'll ever hear on this podcast. We're <laughs> <laughs> all sweet screams, bitch. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah me and Jay- <laughs> sweet screams, bitch. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Erica. Thank you much, so much, Roshane Jay. It's been such a pleasure having you guys here, and uh, I guess we'll sign off now. So, sweet screams, bitch. Bye. <laughs> Bye.